Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And the reason that we live up here is because it does not get hot in the summer. In fact, Phoenix folks have summer homes up here in God's country. It's so nice. In the winter, okay, so it turned a little cold this week. It actually feels like winter, but we like four seasons. So a little snow, yeah, it's okay. It, it thaws off pretty quick. We're right back at it. Even dressing in layers, you get hot. I dress in the morning, have four or five or six layers on. And right now I'm in the studio, came came in from the garden center, and uh, I've got, what is this, three layers on. And I've got a, a nice stocking cap on, and I'm a little bit hot. Some of the summer folks, they'll come up here, the Phoenix folks, are going, oh, it's so cold. Oh, my goodness. you There's an inch of snow on the ground. How do you live? But the rest kind of go, yeah, it's fine. It's good. You got to watch the ice a little bit. This was an icy event this this week. So that's not as fun. I love waking up and watching just, you know, four inches of powder out there over the trees. We did see some damage to the trees mainly. So some ponderosa pines are blowing over. Uh, if there was any kind of root damage, let's say, they root, they rot it off, or you've got some construction. You had to cut some of the roots. They haven't quite grown out and recovered, or they went from super dry to super wet, which was last year really dry. This year had some monsoons, and so there was this extreme change that affected some of the roots. You put a tremendous wind gust with a little bit of snow or ice, even worse, sometimes those branches can break or they can just fall right over because there's tremendous force on some of these evergreens. You put a 50, 60 mile of wind on, on a ponderosa pine or, or pinyon pine or something, it, it's, it's going to wreak havoc. It's going to stress the limits of the strength of that tree. That's why when a, with a brand new plant, new, let's say you put a brand new Colorado spruce, or, or Vanderwolf pine, Austrian pine, whatever, whatever evergreen tree you've got out there, you plant that. The first year or two, we like to stake that tree. It's heavy. It's, it's, it can hold up to the wind itself. But what happens is you get some of this heavy ice, and then you, you put some wind on that, and it can, it can move that root ball that hasn't quite rooted in yet. And so those fine root hairs that have been rooting out, they're probably still doing that. Real fine uh, white root hairs, uh, you lose all those as that root ball shifts just because the wind moved that top growth, you break some of those root hairs. Does it kill the tree? No. Will it set you back by six months of root growth? Yes. So if you simply put a stake on either side, even though it's way overkill, the only reason we're doing that when we first planted that first year is to keep that heavy weather events this time of year that now through the end of the year and, and very late, kind of late winter, early spring, you get these heavy, wet snows can cause that kind of damage. And so that's the reason we do that. And so we did see some of that damage show up, not mainly on, on young trees. They were too small. 
some of the big boys, like uh, one of our staff members, a big, and we're talking uh, a ponderosa pine you can't put your arms around, blew over. Luckily, it didn't land on the house, went across the driveway, but still, that's spooky. And you didn't see it coming, but it was pretty ferocious earlier in the week. So wind is not going to affect things. If if uh, you had some broken branches, you're fine. Clean them up. You're going to be pruning after the new year anyway. So our pruning season here in the mountains of Arizona, for most things, it's usually the new year through through March. Some you should get it done by March. It's a it's a big window. You got three months. We prune up prune up the fruit trees like apples and pears and cherries, and we shape the the shade trees as they get fuller. We we kind of tr- groom the evergreens, the shrubs. It just depends on what it is. We'll hold off on pruning back all the spring bloomers. We don't prune those in that time frame. We wait till they're done blooming. So a, uh, uh, lilacs, forsythia, uh, rhododendrons, azaleas, all these things that bloom early in spring, late winter, early spring, you let them bloom. And after they're done blooming, then you start to shape and prune back and get them back under control. Uh, if you prune them back now, you're fine you'll just cut off the flowers. So you'll have this beautiful shrub, beautiful lilac, and no flowers or funky looking flowers. It's better just enjoy the flowers, then uh, enjoy the fragrance, and then you go ahead and trim them back then. So that's kind of the, that's the, if you had some broken branches, I'd say you're not in a rush uh, unless it's 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 going to fall and break. If you got a, a big notch in there that, that kind of half of it is breaking in two, that's pretty serious because the next windstorm, will cause some issues so it can break further. But mostly, you're probably fine. So right now, what I'm worried about is my pond. The pond is starting to freeze over. I've not had any ice in the pond until this week. So I've got this beautiful kind of waterfall, kind of creek coming through the backyard. This sounds really good. I keep it running for the birds. So they come down and they'll use that as a water source because water can become scarce for birds, especially as it freezes over. So I just keep water in the front yard and the backyard just for them. I only water, I only run it during the middle of the day when it's warm, even in January. It's not freezing at noon, two o'clock, three o'clock. It's, it's freezing at night. So I just change when the run cycles are and I let it run. I am putting a pond heater this weekend. I'll probably do it tomorrow. I've got a pond heater that I don't keep in the pond all the time. But I do put it in when I start to see ice. And so what a pond, I've got a floating pond heater. Now, they also make the ranchers, you folks tuned in from the ranch, you know, the bigger properties, you've got cattle and goats and sheep and just, you've got bigger game animals. There you've got a, a, a stock tank heater. Typically, it's sunk towards the bottom. Uh, and then it heats up the, the water from the bottom up. In, in residential, usually we're doing a floating pond heater. It just, I've got a pretty decorative rock. I mean, it seems funny to have a rock floating in the water, but that's what it is. And I put it down by my skimmer. And so it keeps my, uh, a hole open. It doesn't keep the entire pond thawed, but it keeps a portion of that pond thawed. It keeps it open. And so it keeps, I want to put it down where my skimmer is. So it keeps that hole down there. And then it warms that water up as it goes into the skimmer. I don't want that water where the skimmer is, that's usually where the pump is as well. 
You can have a thousand dollar pump. I think the last time we replaced it, it was twelve hundred bucks. So it's a pretty big. It's a big pond. Okay, it's a it's a big waterfall. It's three inch, two inch, two inch pipe that's that's feeding this thing. So it, it moves some water, and so there I've got. I don't want that to freeze. So just putting my pond in there and I plug it in. It's got an automatic thermometer. So at 35 degrees, it activates. And then when it's above that, it turns off. So it automatically turns on and off as the pond needs that. And so it keeps me from having to replace hardware, the pond, uh, the, the pumps. And then it keeps a hole open. Keeps This is especially important if you've got fish. If you've got koi and goldfish and you know, mosquito mosquito fish and some of these other other types of of decorative pond out back backyard uh, fish that we have, they don't like to be underneath solid ice. There's some toxic. Uh, um, the air starts to change within the water when you do that. So you want to keep at least a hole open, and you don't need a pond heater to do this. You could. So a tennis ball in there, and as it warms up, it'll keep a hole. It lets the gases underneath that that ice to, to kind of vape off. If you just leave it frozen, they become drunken, half they become intoxicated, asphyxiated even, and they can it can affect them. And some of your koi, I don't know if you've priced out large prized koi, they can be hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. You want to take care of those, so don't let those those kinds of ponds freeze over solid just keep a hole open. And so what I find it's easiest for me because I don't have to think about it. I just throw my floating pond heater down by the skimmer, plug it in, and voila, I'm done. I'll keep that through February, first part of March, and then we're done freezing. The deep cold's done. And I just take it out and store it for the rest of the year. Got a lot in store for you. Lisa Watersling, she's coming in with your garden questions right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants an ugly sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you truly care about loves their garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick exactly what she was hoping. We all know it's not the same as a huge flower basket or fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters online gift cards are found at top10plants.com or at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Waters with this week's Plant of the Week, our True Blue Fat Albert Spruce. At just 15 feet, this is the ideal evergreen for small gardens, excellent in front yards with limited space. The color is so blue all year long with the perfect evergreen shape dense, durable, and loves the sun, so it works well as a windbreak, screen, or sound barrier, and only found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love the perfect blue spruce love to shop. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener, green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Mm-hmm. And we've had storms. We've had we've storms. Had, uh, there's been, we scraped ice off on what was it, Tuesday <laughs> and Wednesday and yep. lots of ice melt. And mm-hmm. still, it's gardeners cold. are coming in. They're still oh, yeah. looking at stuff. It's kind of yeah. fun. It is fun. That's hardcore. Gardeners come to a garden center <laughs> in an ice storm. That's just hardcore. 
Well, dedicated gardeners. There you go. Dedicated gardeners. And <laughs> you have got to be in winter. Oh, yeah. I, t- I talked to a customer um, um, yesterday, this morning. Anyway, sometime. <laughs> it's Some been point. a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah. And uh, new from Colorado. Just yeah. came down and sold a ranch up there. Bought a ranch down here. And she's going, the weather is so great. I love <laughs> it down here. It's, it's minus like two degrees yeah. at, uh, at home. And it's like... 23 here. It's great. It's all relative though, right? (laughs) We were in Phoenix earlier in the week and I was like, oh man, this is kind of nice to have some warmth, but. And they were all in parkas. The the natives in Phoenix were in parkas. (laughs) We're down there in like a t-shirt and it's perfect. Right. But people have been coming in. The questions are there. It's Mm -hmm. it's lighter. It's a lighter flow. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, a garden center. We don't have a tomato plant garden, you know, section right now. We've got. The, the winter vegetables, we've got mm-hmm. those. we got the winter herbs, but that right. full-on huge department that takes up a thousand square feet or more, it's kind of closed off at the moment. Now it's it's winter evergreens, mm-hmm. lots of houseplants. Mm-hmm. The, the hard goods just came in, so pottery's yes. coming in. It's kind of the 2022 stuff mm-hmm. that we ordered like back in August yes. is now Finally arriving. Up. Yeah. We're kind of looking, we've been looking forward to it. Oh yeah, so. definitely. So yeah, it's, it's a good planning time of year. So planning your garden and, you know, especially, especially vegetable gardens, because you oh, do yeah. want to rotate crops. You want to yeah. maybe move things that didn't perform well. You need to move them to other areas. So it's a good time to plan. You know what I find now? Is the weather the turn? It went from really nice, almost late summer, early fall. It went from autumn weather to winter, like this week. Yeah. And so we went from oh, it's going to be thirty-eight tonight. Oh, it's so cold. To no, it's nineteen degrees. Yeah. It went like overnight, mm-hmm. and it caught some of the the faucets. I've heard uh, uh, at the higher elevations, yeah, some of the water pipes broke because mm. they just weren't ready. They yeah. you got to power up the insulate the well. Sure. Watch your backflow preventers, mm-hmm. the faucets. Like we put uh, styrofoam, basically covers, cups, yeah. covers <laughs> over top of our outside faucets, even though they're frost-free, mm-hmm. just ensure sure. they don't have issues. So right. that's been some of the stuff. Uh, anyway, what kind of questions we got this week? Is very sure. any good, anything exciting, new? Oh, they're all exciting. Listeners are going to go, wow, I can't believe they just <laughs> covered that over the airwaves. Sure, they're all that way, dear. Uh, in our mind, right. in our world. So Jerry has a question. He has a purple robe locust, fairly good size. With all the wind we had the other night, some broke two or three branches yeah. out of it. Yeah. Kind of left them pretty jagged. Uh, yeah. Wants to know if he should do anything with them at this point. Wait until he prunes. What's your thought? Yeah, so so purple robe locust, just for listeners that don't know what that is, it's a big shade tree. Mm-hmm. And it gets these great big purple flowers that hang down kind of like wisteria flowers mm-hmm. beautiful uh, usually around mother's day so it's mm-hmm. right now it's dormant mm-hmm. it is deciduous that is no leaves on it but it must be a pretty substantial because the wind still or the ice how about the ice got it, it could be ice got on it loaded loaded it down then it just snapped off mm-hmm. if it's just jagged and it's not too bad you don't have two main branches that are kind of wide they're starting to fall apart I would say don't worry about it right now. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the holidays. <laughs> Drink eggnog. Enjoy you don't, you shouldn't be up on a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An ice storm. But after, <coughs> excuse me, anytime after the new year, mm-hmm. I would say when you're pruning everything else. Clean them up. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like you're in a rush. Mm-hmm. Unless it fell on your neighbor's house. <laughs> 
mean, some obvious things, which that didn't seem like Jerry, he wouldn't no. describe that. No, just so I think the pressure's right. off. I think you're okay. You mm -hmm. might want to open it up or, or, or limit back some. There's some techniques to taking some of the weight mm -hmm. off. You might research some of that or come talk to us, but I wouldn't be worried about it right now. I would say if, if this is the case for this plant, we want to set the stage for robust spring mm -hmm. growth, I might fertilize it. So it's time to fertilize the end of the year. When you fertilize with the all-purpose plant food, the evergreens mainly mm -hmm. keep some green. Uh, so you just chuck it on the ground, let the snows and rains take it down. I would probably recommend that for the, this particular purple robe locust, just because it got broken. I can't mm -hmm. visualize how much that'll help it set the stage, bigger buds for next spring. You get better flowers next year. It'll just help you grow out of any mistake you might make, any broken branches mm -hmm. that might have been there. That, that'd be don't don't worry about it, Jerry. You're good. <laughs> that was that was your long your yeah, short pretty much, pretty much. I gotta fill an hour here, so it's winter. It's, there's ice in the ground. The listeners are, are inside sipping tea. There. <laughs> well, our next part you can expand upon too. Yeah. The next question. It's kind of a two parter question. Okay. So Bonnie brought in some geraniums to winter over. Yeah. So the first part of her question is, should she trim them back uh, to winter them over? And how often should she water? I guess it's a three-part question. There we and go. part three I don't is... I geraniums indoors. There you go. And part the other part is she's got soil gnats now oh, or gnats yeah. in the house and wants to know... How to get rid of those. So I gather the gnats are in, should they came in with the geraniums? I believe yeah, so. I'll bet, I'll bet so. So, so, so geraniums are not perennial here. So at the, at the higher elevations, that is, they won't rest underground. They come back fresh every year from the roots bigger than oh, before, no. like a peony or a coreopsis, echinaceas. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of, of mountain perennials that come back every year. Yeah. Uh, this one will not. So you need to bring it indoors to protect it, to keep it from freezing. And so she's done that. And so when you bring plants from the outdoors indoors, it is very possible to bring what was living in that soil or on that plant inside. Mm -hmm. So she brought in fungus gnats. It's a, it's a little tiny gnat, kind of bugs you. It gets in front, it's attracted to light. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see them TVs, come at you at your TV, through your computer screens, at the windows, mm -hmm. kind of a nuisance. They're living in the soil, so there's a maggot stage to that particular plant, and they love warm, tropical kind of soils. Mm -hmm. So the, the maggot, the worm, is inside the soil. The, the gnats are just up for, for just a, two, three days, mm -hmm. laying more eggs, and there's a cycle to it. You need to get rid of the gnats, and you're good. The, the, the worms, the larva stage of that, and you're good. So you sprinkle some systemic granules is probably the, come talk to us we can show you exactly what that is mm -hmm. there's some granules called systemic granules sprinkle on the ground water it in obliterates the the worm they can if if you're not careful though they'll quickly migrate from the geraniums to your yeah, other house things. plants and they can kill your plants they, they eat mm -hmm. the roots of the plants this is not good you should deal with them so okay that that's how you deal with the gnats that was the easiest part should i trim them back how, should, how much should i water Trim them back. I mean, sometimes geraniums are used as houseplants. Mm -hmm. They can be a little dirty as they as they bloom. They shed some petals and mm -hmm. stuff. But let your robot vacuum vacuum them up. They're fine. <laughs> um, it depends on where she's got them. If it's yeah. in a garage, I wouldn't worry too much. Just let them. Let them be. If they're in a crawl space and in the dark, I'd cut them back hard. Let them rest. Let them go to sleep. If they're in as a houseplant, you know, water them. A, 
every 10, 14 days, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Treat them like a houseplant. So there's some variables with that. Generally, what we say is prune them back because it gets so big outdoors. Yeah. Trim them back some mm-hmm. uh, so they don't take up so much real estate in your living room or your Arizona room or wherever. And then uh, just water them and care for them. You're going to bring them back outdoors the end of March, sometime first, first of April. You can put them back outdoors. And just they'll start growing again. You fertilize them with that uh, uh, flower power. Mm-hmm. Make a special fertilizer, liquid fertilizer for blooming plants. Mm-hmm. That'll bring them right back into bloom. But that's how you do it. So I'd say that with cor- um, coleus, mm-hmm. bacopa, uh, I mean, impatience. There's so many things you could do that with here. Mandavias. Mandavias. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many. Jasmine. Um, um, oh. uh, there's so many. Right. That won't winter over outdoors, but they will indoors. And then if you make a mistake, I know a couple <laughs> that owns a garden center in Prescott that <laughs> would sell you another drainage if you need it there, buddy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. great questions this week. So we are out of time. Thanks, Lisa, for being here. Ken Elisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners here at Waters Garden Center. We'll be right back after these important messages. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. The holidays are here in Arizona's Christmas City, bringing family closer and those chilly winter winds. While you're decorating the outside, don't forget to brighten up the inside with exotic Christmas plants from Waters. Beautiful Christmas cactus and poinsettia are coming to town, grown exclusively by Waters in colors you won't find anywhere else. Unique, vibrant, and guaranteed to warm even the dreariest winter day. Check your list twice for exotic Christmas plants at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Waters with the Plants of the Week and our Double Pink Linton Rose. Stunning double pink flowers dangle from this amazing perennial. This flower stands apart from the rest for its tremendous color impact that starts in midwinter and then holds its blooms right through spring. So tough it's rarely bothered by bugs and completely deer-proof. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love new pink perennials, they love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So I have cleaned up all of the vegetable gardens, so the all the cucumbers and tomatoes and peppers are all pulled. They're cleaned up. The soil's empty, waiting to go. I've, I've added some manure to those gardens. I just put it on top. Let it kind of sit there and percolate, kind of do its magic. I want to reinvigorate or revitalize that soil so it will receive plants and grow them just as well. This year was an amazing year this year as far as production goes, but it's getting the soil ready. I'll turn all that. After the holidays, I'll turn some fertilizer, some some bone meal, probably add some more compost to those garden areas. But right at first, right now, I want to put my manures on. A mistake many people make is they put manure on their gardens, turn it in, and then plant, and it burns the, the seedlings. And so it's too hot. But if you put it on a month or two before you're actually going to plant, it helps it settle down. You, you get all that nutrient benefit 
but you don't have the salt burn and the, the nitrogen burn that can happen with fresher or newer manure added to the gardens. This is especially important if you're using fresh horse poop or cow poop or turkey or chicken. These are really hot. So we have one here at the garden center. We call it barnyard manure. It's, it's several manures. And it's got their bedding in it as well. So, And then we've composted that down for about a year. And so it's deodorized manure. It doesn't look like poop in a bag. So much poop, it looks like it's dripping gooey wet. It's like, gross. Why am I selling this and putting it in the back of a, of a Cadillac? That's, that's not right. <laughs> so we, we purposely compost it longer so it doesn't stink. And it's not gooey and gross. And it's less salt in it. So it's, it's better for your gardens. Still, it's very high in nitrogen. And so I'll put it down now and our planting season full on begins. Like potatoes and, and your, your lettuce and spinach, you're putting those in the ground the end of February, first part of March. I mean, full on, not tomatoes, not your summer plants, but your cool season, the leafy things that you're harvesting, the foliage or the flower like broccoli cauliflower. These you go in, Brussels sprouts, you put those in in March. You don't wait. If you wait until May, they bolt and they get off flavor. You want to plant those while it's still cold. So cool out at night. So, But I want to get my soils kind of ready. So I'll put my manure on now. I'll let it set there. And, and in January, I don't know, a nice day when I'm bored, February 1st, I'll, I'll turn everything, get the soil already. So whenever the nice weather, whenever this thing breaks, Usually after Valentine's, it kind of depends on your elevation. I realize it's still brutally cold for you folks in Flagstaff, you folks in the White Mountains. But those of us on, let's say, those, the south side of, of hills, like in Prescott, Prescott Valley, uh, Cottonwood, Camp Verde, Sedona, it's beautiful. We got beautiful weather in March. You're planting that. You're putting potatoes and radishes and onions in then. But you want to prep your soils beforehand. Same with your flowers. You're getting those flower sections ready. You're getting the to receive more pansies and, and violas and those cool season things. The earlier, um, uh, there's some cool season type of petunias and geraniums. They can, they can go in much earlier than, let's say, summer zinnias or dahlias that are more frost sensitive. And so there's a seasonality to things. Another one I noticed too, and so I'm going to be, I'm going to walk the yard this weekend and check, but I do have my irrigation on and it did freeze. I lost a, I had it, I heard it running in the background. One of my elbows had had some water settle in there and it broke. So I've got to replace that. It's a real easy fix. a 99 cent fix. It's a breeze, but I'm going to throw a bag of whatever I'm using next spring. I'm going to probably potting soil. I'll throw a bag of potting soil over that fixture and now it won't freeze. So I'll fix it and then I'll just keep it from breaking again. So watch that. I, I have put mulch bags or potting soil. Those are my two main things that I use. If you're going to use manure a little bit later, get a bag of manure. Throw it on top of your irrigation box. Throw it on top of things that are exposed that might freeze because nothing is better at insulating than dirt. And dirt in a bag is like a huge pillow you throw over top of your that drip systems uh, where all that uh, all that hardware is in the ground it's usually got a lid on it you look underneath it and it's got this it's called the manifold so the the clock the wires go from the clock to those manifold and activate them or deactivate them and so if those things freeze it's expensive to fix but the easiest way to insulate them is throw it on top of to throw a bag of mulch you're going to use next spring anyway throw it on top of there 
I use it around the well house. I keep things that might be exposed. I just throw them against the well house. Keeps those pipes that come out of the holding tank, keeps them from freezing. Super easy. And if you're going to need them anyway, why not buy them early and get some double benefit? They're keeping things from freezing. And I've got my potting soil for next year. It's, it's, a, it's a two-fold win. Anyway, some insider tips. Uh, more, more right after this. Don't go anywhere. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants a sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you truly care about loves her garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick out exactly what she was hoping for. We all know it's not the same thing as a huge hanging basket or a fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Also at watersgardencenter.com. Hi, Lisa with the plants of the week in our Austrian pine. We have instantaneous trees just in and ready for fall planting. This pine has the same long needles as our ponderosa pine without all the problems. And these trees are really big and bold. This is the fastest growing at the pines and lots of sizes to choose from. But the $249 model is exceptionally big. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love big, bold pines, they love to shop. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. All right, so Ken and Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week, this segment, and just shares her garden insights input she just inputs into my life, and then it <laughs> spreads over the airwaves to the audience, and we all become smarter, all because of my lovely bride. Yes, and her garden prowess. Um, I'm done. Yeah, just <laughs> trying. You know, I'm just. I've got all my deadlines for 2022 coming up. So the magazines through through March are pretty much done because mm-hmm. magazines need a lot of lead time to right. get all the the HD photos or. More mm-hmm. expensive to print. January's in the can. So all the newspapers, they're all done. We, we've got one show left. What this is the last the show before, before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So next week we will actually air Christmas Day. This show, because we've got the airtime, might as well get it going. So welcome yeah. to Studio Lisa. Thank you. So it's been like a whirlwind week. We've been to many, many parties kind of fun this year going back to parties because I don't think last year we did any parties so it's definitely been fun going back to those and doing white elephant gift exchanges yeah that's okay <laughs> listen for the video folks that are watching the vlog yes she's making faces you can't hear quite hear that over the airwaves can't hear but, the sarcasm uh, over the yeah airwaves. I like what white elephant gifts it's kind of more as long as you you have your expect expectations so low mm-hmm that uh you just don't care what you get so what was your favorite one well the favorite party or favorite gift favorite gift my favorite gift white elephant gift white elephant gift was i got a handheld mr microphone mm-hmm, he did. that i can take with the grandkids and we're gonna have a ball with that we're just gonna go <laughs> talk to each other <laughs> sing karaoke uh, just have a ball with the, with the grandkids so that's mm-hmm. 
the one that we had, uh, Rotary had theirs, what yeah. was that, Wednesday night at the mm -hmm. Prescott Resort. There was a lot of people lovely. there. Mm -hmm. um, I just basically, and I was running the white elephant thing. You I were. said, pick up my white elephant gift and give it to the bartender, give it to the pianist, give it to, uh -huh. give it to everyone else because I don't want it. And they <laughs> thought it was great after I had worked the tip jar for them all. Right. So we kind of got them tips and yeah. a gift. So. Mm -hmm. Worked out great. So my favorite one was this humongous Nerf gun. Yeah. That I forget which party we got it at. But yeah, I'm going to take that to the grandkids too. And I'm going to shoot the living daylights. Out. Ah. <laughs> because they're always getting me with yeah. their Nerf gun. So. The secret is snag all the bullets. Because <laughs> you shoot them out. You need a pocket full. You need to start out full and have pockets full. And then uh, always have those Nerf gun fights at the kids' house. Oh, yeah. Not at ours. Because you find Nerf, those little Nerf bullets every Everywhere. place for hours. Yes. So uh, anyway. Yeah. So I figure this is my opportunity to get even with all the times they've shot me <laughs> through the year. When I'm doing it, I usually turn the lights out. So it's oh. usually me and the kids. <laughs> It's if you turn the lights back on, it's pure dark mm -hmm. nerf fights. Mm. So you get used to the dark. Yeah. You get you run around, but they get chicken. And they start turning back on going, oh, no, he's it. Well, you're so, scary. And I, I come, I I'm coming after you. How dare you turn the lights on and shoot him in the forehead with a nerf ball. <laughs> I know we're going to get it's some fun. Going, it's, why are you going doing good? But it's it is fun. fun. We have a ball with them. They won't be here for Christmas, though. It's no, nope, we're going a couple of weeks afterwards mm -hmm. to see them. So, yeah. but we are they're of that age where they need to enjoy their house, yes. make Christmas their Definitely. tradition. So, mm -hmm. and we're leaving them alone. You just kind of let them do their thing and yeah. be fun to wake up and just see the presents under the yeah. tree. I remember that as a kid, and we want that for our kids. Sure. So, anyway, yes. enough about our our. Christmas parties and kids and how we're doing our tradition. What about garden advice and how to inspire people to plant in the ice? I tell you, it gets really hard this time of year. <laughs> At the end of the year, especially. <laughs> you are because you're just like fried. But um, but yeah, you can still be out there gardening. Oh, Even yeah. though we had ice, the permafrost is like, do we even oh, have yeah. permafrost? It's already so, melted. Oh, yeah. Right. So yeah. you can still dig, which means you can still plant. Oh, yeah. Sure. Definitely. And there's some plants that just perform amazingly well, even in the frigid cold. You know what I noticed is like we keep a lot of the hollies, mm -hmm. um, Alberta spruce. Yeah. Uh, some of the plants are kind of holiday-ish. Mm -hmm. We keep them outside, mainly at the front. So they're inspiring right. people when they come in. Mm -hmm. They almost look better now. Yeah after the cold than they right. do before the cold. I mean, they yeah. start to get brighter. The colors get deeper. The junipers start to get a, this turn grays and blues and silvers. Mm -hmm. They start to get some colors. The cotoneaster looks, they get this blue and then, and then dark green color to them. That's really pretty. Mm -hmm. And the cold activates that and brings the color out in them. Mm -hmm. It makes them more dramatic. Oh, definitely. I mean, if, especially if you look at hollies and yews, I mean, they easily go down the negative, 20s, minus 40 or something. I mean, some we, crazy will, cold. we will hopefully never get that cold here. Oh, yeah. That's why we live in Prescott. <laughs> but, yeah. but especially the holly right now with the berries on them, uh, if you had them by your front door, that would just yeah. be so pretty for the holidays in the wintertime. So, yeah, they do terrific. The ewes do amazing in the cold. Uh, the Alberta spruce, which you mentioned, I mean, yeah. they're another one that goes like sub zero. Takes yeah, it great. and keeps on going. Even colder. Mm -hmm. I was helping a gal. She came in. 
And she saw uh, out of the front, we've got our, our new 20, mm -hmm. 2022 potteries in. So we mm -hmm. were showing off some of the new styles. It was white. White is trending now. So mm -hmm. white, black, and textures, and just imprinted. There's certain things. We'd, we'd shown those off. She had a holly in a beautiful white yeah, ceramic pot. Mm -hmm. She goes, I want that for my new house. I'm, I've only been here one week. I want that inside my house. I go, well, that's great. You can't have that plant, but you can that <laughs> pot. Hollies aren't going to like the inside. Mm. They want to be outside. Yeah. But then we took that pot, put it on a cart. We said, let's go in and look at mm -hmm. house plants, tropicals that will grow indoors. Right. And we can keep that same style of pot with something similar. And she was mm -hmm. super happy. She walked, walked off of two, yeah. two things, not just one. Two pots so, and two plants. Yeah, so. she was super happy. Yeah. So. so some of the other plants that do terrific this time of year, um, I was actually walking through the nursery yard and you know, what stood out at me was the old gold uh, junipers. Yeah. Classic. So that bright yellow on them this time of year is just really shows up nicely out there. Um, and they get what about four by four, three Not by four? Not even four, maybe three foot high, maybe two and a half to yeah. three foot high. They're below my hip. We've got some big ones, but they right. go really wide. So right. they're right. every put stretch your arms out and then even a little bit more mm -hmm. when they're really mature. Yeah. They just look so striking out there in the nursery yard. And are yeah. we like you said, we have some in the backyard of our house that I love. This time of year, you look out the back window and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Snow and ice over the pond. <laughs> yeah. I got to put the pond heater out here. Yeah, anyway. Definitely. The birds would like that. But they really show up very dynamic out there. Um, some of the other ones that I think show up really well this time of year, too, are the hawthorns. Um, I love the hawthorns because they kind of get that almost burgundy. You keep playing with the screen. They get a real almost burgundy color to them with the green. So it's just very attractive to have that kind of winter color on them. Uh, keep their leaves. A lot of times they have berries. So they usually put on kind of a purpley burgundy yeah, berry, right. uh, which the birds love. So you're feeding the birds, but also gives you some more color out there in the yard. Uh, a couple others that do really well is pyracantha. There again, has nice berries yeah, on it. Orange berries, typically. Orange, orange or red. Or red yep, both. upon the variety. Uh, and they can take the cold just as well as anything else. You wouldn't really think that looking at them with yeah. their leaf, but they're, they're perfectly happy out in the cold. Um, Nandinas are another one that, Hey, they're like, yeah, it's cold. No big deal. I'll just keep looking Nandina, really cool. Actually they'll get red. Now they're starting to turn yeah. red because the cold activates the color in them. Right. So you start to get this red top to them. So they almost mm -hmm. become better looking in the cold. Right. Right. Camellias. Are another oh, one that have, have done surprisingly well, and a lot of them are getting ready to bloom. They'll probably be blooming, I'd say, in another month or so. Yeah, that's right. Jan so. Into January, February. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great ideas. So lots of lots, and all these plants they're in. You've got these oh, yeah. now. We've okay. got them. We've got them. They're looking good. You can plant mm -hmm. them now. So if you're bored this holiday over the holiday break, and you just want to get your feet dirty and Get some earth on your hands and <laughs> kind of touch some plants, mm -hmm. or just come in and bring your cup of coffee and come peruse the gardens. And we got nothing talk else. Talk gardening. To do. <laughs> we love talking gardening with, with gardeners. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. Thank you, Lisa. We will be right back right after these important messages. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. 
That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Okay, maybe after the same white elephant exchange, it's time to start a new holiday tradition. A living Christmas tree from Waters Garden Center can be decorated and enjoyed for a lifetime, not just a season. When the holiday festivities end, gather family and friends and plant your tree together for years of enjoyment. Guaranteed. As your family tree grows, have a tree grow with your family from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Prescott Alberta Spruce. This perfectly shaped tree displays dense green needles which are as soft as a teddy bear. The perfect front yard Christmas tree for holiday lighting and oh, so beautiful when matched in pairs at the front door. Hand-grown, these are perfectly shaped and sized for home accents. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love twinkly little Christmas trees, they love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. And we are back. One of the pleasures of having a an office studio right here at the Garden Center is when a guest comes to the Garden Center, John Murphy, friend of mine, he's putting together a tremendous uh, benefit to the community, a, a community garden out in Chino Valley, and he's holding a gala. I said, John, we have to get you on the airwaves. We've got to promote this. People need to know about this stuff. You're doing such good stuff. So John Murphy, welcome to the studio. Make 100 Healthy. Is that right? Yes, it is. Ken, thank you so much. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. And I couldn't think of a better place to talk about our gardening programs. And uh, the, the, the official title is the Prescott Food Forest at Bee Organic Farm. But the exciting part of this is that we're building a gardening discovery education center and we're looking to teach the next generation of gardeners how to garden uh, through our gardeners of destiny training program so that's a lot in there but it all comes down to <laughs> several mouthfuls we have a location a yeah. beautiful farm be organic farm in chino valley we've got a greenhouse that we have heated all winter long so we have a, a, a basically a learning teaching garden uh, all winter long and and we're uh, kicking it off with a big gala on Tuesday, January 17th at the club at Prescott Lakes. It's our Victory Garden Gala to benefit the Prescott Food Forest and our Gardeners of Destiny training program. Uh, I am so honored that you have uh, agreed to come and be our keynote speaker. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's not anybody in the area that is more passionate about gardening than you are. So thank you. It's doing great stuff. So you've got five acres Yes. Of gardens or gar potential gardens. Potential, yes. Uh, you were showing me some videos of Tri-City Prep. Yes, yep. like 30 kids out there. Well, it's actually tr Trinity Christian Trinity School. Trinity Christian. I apologize. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, well, they're, they're welcome as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more kids involved. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so how did you get them and what did they think with the, were the kids? Or they're just volunteering? Yeah, they're to, volunteering uh, and they're a bunch of kids. So... Uh, I've been speaking with uh, the folks at Trinity Christian School, uh, uh, Mr. Orr and, and uh, Aaron Rosberg, and I've been telling them about this program, and they said, we want to be involved. We want to support this. This is right up our alley. We're a service-based, Christian-based uh, school, and this is something we want to do. So when we got it going last week, 
this is uh, last week we had 18 kids on one day for three hours, and the next day we had 22 kids. So 40 kids wow. gave 120 volunteer hours. We were able to turn the greenhouse over one of the beds, uh, and we are ready for our classes that start on January 21st, Winter Greenhouse Gardening, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But uh, the fact of the matter is it was so good to see these kids getting their hands in the dirt to learn about planting, replanting compost we even had some worms coming in from the worm nice. farm nice. and uh they took an acre parcel and totally prepped it for the spring so we're grateful thank you kids and thank you from everybody from trinity and that's what this is all about sure. it's not just one school any school organization or family that wants to learn about gardening or, or already knows and wants to share what they know that's what our Prescott Food Forest that Be Organic Farm now, is all most about. most community gardens are, here's a square plot. I've set up a lot of right. these throughout different, different right. around the community. It's, here's a plot. You want to rent one for 50 bucks and grow your own stuff. Right. We're not talking this. No, this is not We're really. We're talking about learning how to grow like that's that. That's right. And then on steroids, bigger. And then you're taking that food and... Do, what do you do with all that? So. Well, uh, the, the Be Organic folks have been giving away 85% of what they've grown for nice. years. Uh, they give it to the food uh, the, the food pantries and the, the kitchen down in uh, Solid Rock Church and uh, uh, Community Pregnancy Center. So they give away most of their food. But that's because they are really limited on what they can grow because of health. So oh, we came sure. in, and like you said, we have... Five acres. I mean, we're going to have berry farms. We have two other greenhouses. Uh, we have an apiary. We have uh, two cisterns out there with 5,000 gallons of water. It is turnkey. And so the community garden concept kind of evolved into the gardening discovery center. And as they say, if you teach, uh, if you give somebody a fish, they'll eat for the day. But if you teach them how to fish, right. and it's the same concept. We really want the kids and and really adults of all ages to learn how to grow food it's good for your mental wellness it's good for your physical strength and it's good to know because it's a life skill that's kind of gone away yeah. and we know that you know wh what we know is we, we can't for sure know that we'll always have food from the traditional distribution system so how do people get involved with this well there's several ways first of all i want to invite everyone in your audience that loves gardening to come to the event sure to january 17th tuesday sure. uh january 17th from five to nine at the club at prescott lakes we've got a great evening we have great entertainment with kenny james and michael soma and rick jordan and we have food stations and we're going to have a raffle a silent auction we have so many great uh gifts and contributions from the local businesses. And by the way, we're still looking for some. So you can get in touch uh, with our PrescottFoodForest.com. Gotcha. Uh, tickets you can get on. If you want to volunteer, there's a volunteer schedule. So our main point of, uh, of contact is PrescottFoodForest.com. And you can call me directly even uh, at uh, 908 309 You can get the tickets online, and there's a discount if you buy, get a table. So, oh, awesome. And thank Give Waters that number one more time just for those that maybe were driving. Pull over now, <laughs> and John's phone number is... 908 309 
7046. Or prescottfoodforest.com. You can get tickets right online. You'll get the Everything will be automated. So get involved in the event. That's That's going to raise money so we can go get soils and foods. I'm already talking to growers. Like Monrovia just committed like six or more fruit trees, berries. That's amazing. Grapes. And then Lisa and I will match that. So we'll get that going off the ground. And now we can teach folks how to grow trees, how to prune. Yeah. Um, We have 50 trees out there already and some need to be replaced. But yeah, this is just a one-stop gardening education center. And we just are so excited to teach people how to grow food. And then once they learn how they become a gardening guru and teach others. So we're one of the benefits of having this event is we've gotten so many people that want to volunteer either individually as family. So I welcome anyone that wants to come up and give three or four hours a week. You're more than welcome to. This is on a private property. That's why it's not really a community garden anymore. But it is a garden for the community. And it's for our community to come together and fellowship and to help out those less fortunate, but also to give good nutritional food to all of our citizens in the area. So do you meet every Saturday or how, how, how do you know, how often do, do you have a, a set? Well, right now we have crews going up on Wednesdays and Fridays Gotcha. and we're going to have a weekend crew, but, and thank you for reminding me, I'd like to invite the third thing is if you want to really learn everything about the ecosystem of growing food, please join up for our winter greenhouse gardening class uh, eight weeks in a row from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. starting January 21st. Oh, nice. And it's an eight-week class. It's good for families, good for groups, individuals. Uh, If you, there's a slight cost for it, but we are giving away, if you want to give time, we'll give you uh, credit for that. Gotcha. And, so, and kids, maybe poor kids, if they, if they, do you have scholarship money? We have scholarship money. Make sure kids can get in there. Or our, event, that have... our event is to raise money Perfect. so that anybody that wants nice. to learn how to grow food, if financing is a problem, we don't want that to be a barrier. Yeah, in fact, when you give your time, we're going to give you food. Yeah, nice. And so it's really good. So you got 45 seconds. Just wrap it up and tell people where, when, how. One last shot. It's all yours. Well, Ken, thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to invite everybody again, January 17th from 5 to 9 at the Club at Prescott Lakes. It's our Victory Garden charity gala. We've got great entertainment, great uh, uh, talent, which is, of course, yourself. You can get tickets at prescottfoodforest.com or call me directly at 908-309-7046. If you want to volunteer, Go to prescottfoodforest.com, and we're looking forward to an amazing event. And thank you for all your support. I you can't believe you've already got so many volunteers going. It's good uh, Mark stuff. and Jenny out there have been doing great work for years, but to have volunteers help and kind of shore them up, it's going to be a game changer. So Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener, here with John Murphy and Make 100 Healthy and the uh, Victory Garden Gala coming up January 17th. We'll be right back. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. The holidays are here in the Christmas city, bringing family and friends together and those chilly winter winds. While you're decorating the outside, don't forget to brighten your inside with exotic holiday plants from Waters. Beautiful poinsettias and Christmas cactus are coming to town. Grown exclusively for waters and colors you won't find anywhere else. Unique, vibrant, and guaranteed to warm up even the dreariest of winter days. Check your list twice for all the holiday plants only found at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Look. 
If your wife, mom, or dad wants an ugly sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you truly care about loves their garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick exactly what she was hoping. We all know it's not the same as a huge flower basket or fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters online gift cards are found at top10plants.com or at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert, Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. Something I was mentioning evergreens uh, last segment. Something that you want to really watch is this point forward through, through March. This is any size, any age evergreen. This is conifers typically. Remember, conifers are pined, kind of needled kind of evergreens. They load up with snow and ice. And so sometimes they can branch, they can break branches. So if we see a major event and they're not, maybe there's one coming next week. I don't know. Might be a white winter, white Christmas. I don't know. But just put it on your list. If you wake up and there's a lot of snow, we're talking maybe over four inches of snow or more. Or if your evergreens are bending under the weight of the snow, you should go out and just sweep that the bulk of the weight, bulk of the snow off of those trees. And what I'll do is I'll take a broom and I just start from the bottom and I start sweeping side to side. I don't go up and down because sometimes you can start take that heavy weight, sweep down, and you'll break the top of the of the uh, of the tree. But if you start from the bottom, sweep side to side, all that snow will start knocking off. You can see the plant kind of perk back up, going, "Okay, I'm fine. Thanks very much." But if it stays real heavy like that. Um, and then it gets really, really cold after a storm. So after the storm clears, that's when most of the damage happens. It's not at the beginning of the storm. Yeah, we get a temperature change, but because of all the clouds, it can only get so cold. But after that storm clears off and those clouds clear off, oh my goodness, it'll go, it'll drop another 20, 30 degrees. You can go from 32, high 20s down to nine degrees like that. And so there, if that if that if the sap in that tree freezes with all that weight on top and it's got this droopy look to it the the top is bent over kind of charlie brown looking and it gets really cold and it freezes like that it can almost stay like it can damage a tree where it kind of locks in place and it forever looks kind of funky looking, swoopy, like like it's underburden, underweight. You just don't want that. You want perky, happy, green. I'm so happy it's winter. Oh, let me show off stuff. Not, oh my gosh, I'm just tired. Why is it so cold? That's what that heavy, so taking that snow off keeps it from being misshaped and keeps the branches from breaking. So if we get another, sometimes these storms last a couple days, and so it, 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 it keeps that weight off that, that plant so you don't break a branch. It, it'll be a game changer for you. And that's really for this mid-central, mid the, the chaparral layers from like 4,000 foot to about 6,000 foot layer level of, of altitude. That's where it really you see, it seems to play out. The folks that are higher, that 6, 7,000, 8,000 foot Greer, you know, those areas, you guys just get cold and it's just cold. It doesn't. It just locks into place. Things are frozen. They never. They never thaw out. But most of us in the highlands of from Kingman to Payson and everything in between, from from uh, Cortis Junction to Skull Valley, you know, 
Kirkland's to, to Paulden's, we're all, it's, it gets nice. It's just nicer. So we don't really freeze and stay frozen for, for two, three months. It's just nicer. Just watch that. That and protect your faucets, the water sources. Don't let that backflow preventer freeze. Heat tape. Don't let your faucets freeze. Put a little insulative cone over it. Just kind of watch your well house. Make sure it's buttoned up. Put, make sure that heat lamp is still on. So think this is the time. So I know the well house is all insulated, but as we get colder and colder and colder, it can permeate in and do some damage. So I've made sure all my thermostatically controlled electrical outlets that control heat lamps and heat tape and that kind of stuff, they're all fresh, new. I've tested them. They're good. And I've just checked them once for winter. I've buttoned up all the insulation around the, 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 the well houses, and they're good to go. And so I'm not going to have a freeze event in those houses. Just kind of a couple things to watch in your own gardens. Hey, between now and Christmas, may I wish you and your family the happiest of holidays and merriest of Christmas. Have a good week, everyone. If you enjoy this show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to The Mountain Gardener wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like even more garden tips, tricks, and helpful advice, please check out my website at watersgardencenter.com for classes, videos, and more, or my online garden center at top10plants.com. Throughout the week, Lisa and I can be found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott at 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Okay, maybe after decades of the same fruitcake exchange, it's time to start a new holiday tradition. A living Christmas tree from Waters Garden Center can be decorated and enjoyed for a lifetime, not just a season. When the holiday festivities end, gather family and friends and plant your tree together for years of enjoyment. As your family tree grows, have a tree that grows with your family. From Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.